Welcome to the Transformative Studio Podcast, a place for conversations with compassionately sensitive people, sharing practical and spiritual wisdom to help you navigate through this life with greater ease and awareness. I am Raphael Serena Cox, founder of the Transformative Studio, and I passionately believe we can experience deeper transformation when we open up to an honest practice of self-inquiry. So welcome everybody. I'm delighted today because Jen Mons is joining us and Jen Mons is a real dear friend of mine and we met on our training together with Divine Healing and um, with Divine Healing you touch so many areas of your life both on the physical level, spiritual level, emotional level and Jen and I have had some great conversations in the past about journeys that you can take in this lifetime and so I'm really delighted to welcome you onto the show Jen. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's it's such an honor to share this space with you. And, and I'm noticing that it was probably almost exactly a year ago that we were doing our training together with the Center of Conscious Ascension. Yeah, it was yeah. wonderful. Yeah, it's incredible, actually. Now you say that, it has been a year. So much has happened in a year. <laughs> well, I, it, I just had this insight, uh, you know, of the divine timing of everything and really just noticing that just a week later, like who knew that we'd be stepping into a global pandemic and all that would follow from there. And I, I just had a moment of gratitude to reflect that the timing was of the divine healing was incredibly divine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and don't you just keep learning that time and time again since. I mean, it's just incredible when you open up to life as as a gift you know to be experienced it, it takes on such a different dynamic doesn't it it really does even as you just said the words like the energy of just opening up to life like what a beautiful invitation and how you know the even just to, even as the listeners are listening to the show like just inviting you to just open up to receive and listen and we don't even know what's going to come out. We're in the space of just trusting that whatever it is that is to be shared through our conversation today is, is here for the listeners to open up and receive. So mm. what a beautiful co-creation. Yeah, it just, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, so often, we, you know, we've all got history, we've all got a past, but if you can sort of stay in the present to just sort of be, like we say, we use the word open, receptive, um, you know almost co-create in your life to rather than sort of have a sense that things are happening to you rather than for you you know this is helping you step into that next level or that next place dimension whatever descriptive language you want to use you know it's sort of having that sense that life is actually supporting you and everything you experience is is really taking you to that next highest level for your well-being that's such a beautiful way to start this show and for the listeners we didn't even know what was going to come out so I uh, you know as you said that like I really I felt the energy shift within me and again noticing the divine timing and reflecting on 2020 and just really noticing that the gift and everything that was happening is that we have been 
given the opportunity to notice the different realities, the different perceptions that people are having that is related to the beliefs and the stories that they are currently living in and, and also noticing that people are having very different realities, not just around the pandemic, but here in the United States, we had that with around Black Lives Matter and we've had, do you wear the mask? Do you not wear the mask? Now it's like, do you get the vaccine? Do you not? It's just, you know, showing up in so many ways, love and fear, duality and unity, that if we can really pause and be present without even having to label it, without even having to do anything, but just notice it and receive it and notice how we're feeling in that space. I think that that's really the gateway to creating shift in a new way, in a new way of, I'm really hearing and feeling like a lot of around receiving and trusting and that we're really being invited to shift the perception of receiving, but not giving our power away, not being the victim, not being the story or the belief, not buying into that, but just creating space and awareness around it to allow some shifts to happen and notice how supported we are. I mean, even just this conversation that we're having together today, whatever unfolds from it, when the listeners choose to tune in, if they really allow themselves to resonate with with the words that resonate or don't resonate, that in itself starts to create a shift energetically. Yeah, I think the word you use as well, the, the trust, you know, that's that's a really big thing, isn't it? Because I think, you know, we start out in life and just by sheer nature of the fact that we're so sort of vulnerable being sort of, you know, childlike, we trust in the external so much because that's our source of nurture, foundational sort of protection experience. But actually the trust, if you can take that inward and then when you're presented, as you've already highlighted, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, have a vaccine, don't have a vaccine. If you take it inward and trust what your own dialogue is for you, that's so empowering, isn't it? You know, I just find that really works for me just when it's such a busy external dialogue and so many choices. And it's so easy to think, well, I'll hook myself into something external because that's what I'm used to doing. That's where my safety and security comes from. But if you can lean back into self. Yeah, what I'm hearing, what it's coming through for me, it's almost like not being attached to even whether it's right or wrong, but leaning more into the energy of choosing the empowered choice. Like noticing is this, decision coming from my healthy self or my survivor self because there's a different energy and I this may just be the lead into what we talk about today but really just noticing you know that each of us in this dimension the human condition our existence we we have beliefs and stories that come to us I believe I'll just empower this with by putting myself, by putting the word I in it, I believe that our soul comes to this experience to transmute, to transcend, to evolve in some way. And that we agreed 
to whatever that was with the people in our lives before we came. That's a lot of the soul contract work that, you know, that, that we've, that is also part of the center of conscious ascension and part of the divine healing work that both of us do and just really uncovering patterns in this life and in previous lives that continue to show up. And then, then we come to this life existence and we notice where we are, where you and I are right now, that even as much as we have practiced and even as wonderful as our self-care routine is, and even as committed and devoted as we are to our personal practice, we may still be invited. I like to shift from the word trigger to activation. The difference for me is that when we feel triggered, we're still in a state of trauma. When we've, when we've done some work leaning into the trauma that has created sort of the, the pattern or the limiting belief that we show up in, then we can shift it to believing that it's an activation, like a soul activation or a soul upgrade. And then there's the invitation to just perceive the challenges and the obstacles is becoming our greatest gift because whatever the situation was when we were a child where somebody something happened where we didn't feel safe we didn't feel loved we didn't feel worthy we felt hopeless we didn't feel seen or heard which those are really the five core wounds limiting beliefs that i have witnessed in my 12 years of coaching that whatever that experience was that we didn't get for example say the child whose father left and was never present maybe then chooses or can choose to be an extremely present father or maybe the child who didn't feel nurtured and therefore has a subconscious limiting belief that they're not lovable then becomes the person who is very good at nurturing but might overgive a little too much so we can see that the thing that we're seeking as Rumi says is seeking us <laughs> and we just start to it's it really I think if there was one word to sum it up it's liberating it's liberating to be in a place it's empowering but on a deeper level it's liberating to release and let go of the belief that of the ego that you know it was all about us in the first place <laughs> And I'm just saying that for the first time and laughing because I think I'm having my own like insight in this moment, <laughs> but it, it really is like freedom is, it means different things to different people. And I'm, I've really been discovering in the past year that it's, um, there's a lot of choice in freedom and it's, it's really about releasing attachment to stories, attachment to really everything, the outcome, the result, the, if I do this, then this, or you know, I wasn't lovable or somebody hurt me or whatever it was that, that brought us to here. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really powerful because you, you know, I think it's quite interesting. And again, I'm speaking personally with this one, with divine healing, we can have access to so many of those sort of core pattern beliefs. And um, even for me the other day, one came up and it was my sort of addiction to the need to be suffering and this sort of victimhood 
and and I was thinking to and it was quite a, a shock for me because I was thinking oh gosh I didn't realize I carried that but when I think about life and how it is I do know that I can get stuck in a like a, a loop of just this sort of thought patterning and it doesn't serve me. It doesn't relate to anything that I'm living now. In my present moment, I am so liberated, as you've said, and I'm, I feel so empowered. But there's part of me that just drops back into this sort of thought loop. And it's only recently that I've caught myself doing it. And it's because it was highlighted to me in a session. And you just think, wow, that's how powerful we can be within our life's experience. I can either stay, and I think this sort of imprint has gone back for many generations in paternal and uh, maternal lines, but it's just that you choose now that it doesn't serve where we are, you know, in this moment, in this space. That's not serving me. Yeah, and to your to what you're speaking about it really is just highlighting the I think what I want to speak to is just um, you know the true shift in energy that's something like a tool like divine healing offers us because as I shared before we got on the call my personal journey was one through sort of like the root chakra up so it was healing the physical body first, having a near-death experience with the birth of my first daughter, and then her living in health crisis, me living in health crisis, followed by a second health crisis, teaching me to understand that the belief that I had created that we could heal our physical bodies with food, which did seem true for me, we did, that did happen, we did get off prescription drugs and do everything holistic and completely radically go from survivor mode to living in well-being. And then having a second energetic health crisis when my dad went in to get open heart surgery, which was not successful. I mean, he's still with us, but he's been in heart failure ever since and kidney failure. This was six years ago. And so what happened was at that time, I went into a health crisis. Like I was taking on energetically that karmic pattern of human suffering and how it shows up in the physical body. And, and spirit said to me, you can eat as healthy as you want, but if you don't heal your core wounds and have a healthy mindset. And I was like, Whoa, okay. So then I did my yoga teacher training and I did meditation training and shifted from holistic health coaching to then incorporating meditation and, you know, I had already been at the kind of the peak of health coaching. I practiced functional medicine and detoxification. And then this second health crisis came and I leaned into understanding that we're not, I would say re-remembering that we weren't just physical. So my ego was saying like you quote, healed your physical body with healthy foods and making all these wonderful choices, exercising but you're not just physical. And so then really understanding the emotional component and being invited to do a lot of emotional healing around the experience, which I was then given the insight to, and I'm just, I'm kind of going into my story. I hope that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and I want to just share most importantly, I think 
how we get to choose how the story impacts our life. Cause I've had some pretty felt like a little bit more extreme experiences than most a near death experience 15 years ago. And then a second health crisis. And then, you know, really just noticing that now, like, even when I share the story, there's no energy attached to it all. Like it doesn't even resonate hardly. It's really just words that I'm just speaking and they don't even have energy anymore. Um, but then leaning into the energetic component of it, because that second health crisis, I was manifesting physical pain, even something with my grandmother. I felt like I had gallstones, went to the emergency room. I didn't realize I was like a wellness intuitive at the time. I didn't realize that the reason I was a good health coach wasn't because I was a good troubleshooter, but because I was intuitively downloading information clairsentiently and feeling it. And then she, then two days later would get gallstones for the first time in her life, but I would feel it before it came. So I started noticing these things that were happening that were a reminder of our truth and that we have an energy body, an emotional body, a physical body, and a mental body. And I would say one of the biggest breakthroughs that I had was, and I know what my limiting belief is. I know what my life path surrender is because I've, I've been willing to go into the fire per se, to heal, to break the karmic patterns. But I was given the opportunity around emotional healing, which there's been a a huge invitation for me to really heal the divine feminine within me around becoming a mother and the birth of my daughter, my near-death experience. And it it was in the moment where I decided to fully go into that space again in my life because there were five days I couldn't consciously remember. I was pretty much in and out of consciousness during the five days that she was born. I had pregnancy induced liver failure, which is a whole nother, like the organ associated with the liver's resentment and anger. And it had to do with my reincarnation. So, you know, I went, I was given space in, in this beautiful place up in Virginia with one of my mentors to really revisit this, this wound around like accepting who I was and I went fully into the experience again of my near-death experience, feeling it, vomiting, feeling the pain in my liver and shoulder. And I could see everything that was happening from a higher self perspective as if I had been there, but I couldn't consciously remember it. And I just had this moment of like, it felt like I was going to die again. And I remember that's how willing I was to go. And that willingness to surrender and lean into sort of the thing that I felt was holding me back was the moment where I realized that whole time that I was never, I remember my mentor asking me, are you angry at God? And I was like, no, actually I'm realizing how loved and supported I am by God. So it was a total shift of rather than me being punished or abandoned or something, me actually being totally held. And in that moment, there was just an energy that shifted. I could see like the soul of my daughter coming in and me not being ready. And it's almost like I watched the whole experience again from higher perspective. And I knew in that moment I was getting a soul upgrade. I knew that my vibration was out of alignment with her vibration that we had agreed to be together. I had agreed to be her mom and I wasn't living in alignment with where I quote said it was going to be. So she came in eight weeks early and that energetic shift sort of 
kind of shook my physical body to knock me back into reality per se into a new truth and it really opened up quite honestly again or I began to remember like my clairvoyance my clairaudience it's like the a veil kind of like just like faded away because what was protecting me from that veil was my story (laughs) so when I released that story and surrendered to whatever I was being shown I just felt like I I felt like whole again I felt like the the idea that I had been punished or and I and I'm speaking to everybody here because maybe we've maybe we were violated trust maybe somebody violated our trust maybe our body let us down maybe we've had cancer or some other illness maybe there's been some break in trust in your life and there's a story that you've created to to form a new belief because we create a we create a story and a survivor strategy and that survivor strategy serves us really really well on the outside if you're limiting belief is that you're not worthy, which just happens to be mine. It has served me in my ego because I've accomplished so many amazing things. I mean, I graduated from a military service academy. I've sailed on merchant ships. I was an engineer. I can fix a lot of amazing things. I can navigate by the stars. Like I've had some incredible experiences that came from my need to quote, prove myself because I didn't believe I was worthy enough. And so now the shift for me is really knowing my worth, not just believing it, but like embodying it and knowing it without external validation. And that experience that I just shared helped me shift that because it helped me to realize that I was always loved and supported. That I was always, I was worthy of love from the moment I chose, from the moment of creation really. So that's a, that's a lot of stories kind of in one, but I share that because the, the thread throughout the story is that there's usually a, one experience in our life that we remember, or maybe we don't, but we remember how we feel. Something happened where we create, we show up in a certain way. It's kind of like an alter ego that we create to protect ourselves, or to feel loved or, or whatever. And then we go through life and we're kind of living in flow of noticing the survivor strategy. And then we get to another point in our life eventually, hopefully for many of us, where we can shift the story and realizing how that has served us. How if, you know, if, I, I use the, the father example or the parents, like if you, and I, this goes to agreements with our parents, right? Like imagine a soul agreement before this life with your parents, where you share with your parents, like what you want to learn in this lifetime. And then they agree to be sort of the opposite <laughs> because if you don't know what's missing, you don't know what it's like to not have it, but let's just be curious for a moment. Like what if your mom agreed to, If you're here to learn to either surrender or stand in your power, just imagine for a moment, like what if your mom says, because 
you know, 20 years, 30 years, whatever the age difference is, there's no time in spirit world. So she says, okay, I'll go before you and I'll just, I'm going to help you. And I'm going to be like sort of the opposite so that you can remember what it is that you came here to do. Like, what if that's, I mean, that's definitely a possibility, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a shifting of the story and not being the victim and realizing that actually every experience, as you said, was here to support our soul evolution, Mm -hmm. our soul, what I call soul wisdom imprinting, which is soul wisdom imprinting is, is a method that I've created and trademarked around really living in alignment with our soul destiny in, in the human form so that those vibrations match. So our soul comes in with a frequency and then we have this, all these human experiences that sort of shift us kind of away from that, you know, that sort of truth. If, if this is the frequency, we kind of, there's a range that we fluctuate. And then really what we're doing is we're coming back to this, but from a different perspective at the end of our life, like we're I don't want to say the end, but at some point in time, that real freedom, that liberation is, is coming back to the frequency that we were born into, but from a place of sort of empowered wisdom as we continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I spoke in words that will resonate with the listeners on the show and really just, I think the message I just want to leave everyone with is that really just inviting ourselves to kind of shift our perspective to that place of trust and notice how our experiences have been for us, as you said, not to us. Because energetically already just saying that, it invites us to open up and receive more, which is what the abundance of life is. Abundance is about receiving and we're not born to be punished. We're not, we're, we're really here born of creation and to trust in that creative life force energy yeah everything you said Janice I resonated with it completely I think it is a, just a shift of perspective you know because it's it's I mean I can see just in my mind's eye at the moment a beautiful prism and it has so many facets to it and depending on the day that you walk up to that prism is what you see coming back at you and it's you know you have the choice you have that freedom to choose what you're perceiving and how and um yeah I think it's 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 very easy to to, to sort of fall into an old way of doing and being and thinking. And actually, as we shared before our, our conversation just now, is that things are shifting. There is just a new way of being. There's a new behavioral imprint that's happening. And it's, it's there for us. It's there for us to experience and take hold of and experience and live with. And it's just it just takes an open mind for me it's leaning back into self and just feeling and rather than thinking I think that's what I've done in the past I've tried to analyze and articulate my intellect and of course I go round and round in loops doing it that way so for me it's a real dropping into my core being which we refer as the soul and and just opening up to that new dialogue which is in present moment and, and I find that so empowering. 
Yeah, I agree. It's, I use the term somatic, somatic inquiry and really inviting people to trust into the body wisdom. So the thoughts are another lovely survivor strategy where we really value and protect ourselves with what we think is true. And so for those of you that might find this is one of your strategies, it was definitely one of mine. I think just generationally, you know, I, I was a mechanical engineer, like I was, my intellect was as specifically as a woman in my worth, really my worth, part of my intellect was part of my worth. And so if I could reason it or logically understand it, then I was in control. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm laughing because it's so true. Like I'm, my life path is really one of surrender. And so how did I get invited to be in the space of becoming a teacher around the energy body? Because that's something you can't see, but it's something that I know to be true from my experience. And so again, another, you know, invitation to lean into the trust that not everything that we see tangibly in this 3D experience is, is the truth or all of the truth or any of the truth. It's, it's what we've created. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, But to, yeah, to go back to what you were sharing is, is really just understanding kind of, I think the, the bigger picture of, of what we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it just starts with the self, you know, just work with yourself. And I know that you run some great courses and, um, you know, your work that you do with people is, is really empowering them to do that. Cause I love the word you use. I must just reference that embodied, you know, that's, that's just a, that's such a rich word, isn't it? And it, it underpins all that you do. Yeah, actually, I think you bring up a great point. It's, it's really actually important to understand what embodiment is. And one of the survivor strategies also is avoidance. And we can even do this as part of our spiritual practice. And, and I actually found myself doing this, like really like using meditation even is, is a way to escape and realizing why is it so hard? You and I talked about the importance of being grounded. Like, why is it so hard for me to stay in my body? Well, I've had a few out-of-body experiences, not just the near-death experience, but also in past life regressions. And, you know, one of the, the, the gifts of the human experience is that spirit doesn't really feel pain or joy. So think of all the things that we enjoy in our life, like the pleasure of eating chocolate or being intimate with your partner or the smell of the fresh ocean air, like those experiences, my experience out of body was just, was just is, it was just like, it was just space. And so we get to choose what I, I'm also noticing that where I'm at in my life, I'm really being invited to just live in the enjoyment of the human experience. Whereas I very much felt a lot of suffering earlier on in many different ways. I'm no longer just choosing or believing or standing in that that actually was even suffering. Because if you, even for those of us that have experienced grief or loss, and I certainly have, like, think about the love. You have lost because you had you know, such a great deal of love. And so embodiment, why it's so important, because many people think, or I have heard people say, 
it's all about ascending and and although so i want to speak to that a little bit because yes our soul is transcending ascending evolving shifting into a higher frequency but the embodiment piece you can think of it sort of like embodied christ consciousness like it's our body is our soul's reason to be here so there is a vibrational match of the body and the way that we choose to live and the co-creation that we have with each person in our life. Like there's an energy between my husband and I, my kids and I, the food I eat, the work I do. There's, I'm giving off frequencies with all of those relationships. And there's a frequency to that experience while also having my, the energy of my soul embodied my which is my truth i call it soul wisdom in this human experience so the body is the way to express that soul wisdom to express that truth and also to transmute it so we talked about this before we we got on sort of just noticing that yeah sometimes this energy work can feel a little heavy because we can have an energetic detox we can be detoxing or transmuting karmic things generational things who knows i mean collective things there's a lot happening right now and many people in this space are feeling very very tired or very energized depending on how they're transmuting it and so we do we absolutely can feel it in the physical body and there are things that we can do it's movement is very important cleansing being in nature is is super important because the body you know and some of us have smaller bodies than others and feel more resilient physically than others but the body is a tool that does transmute energy it is a tool that does that and it and it is also the gift it is the gift of being human the soul comes into this body has this expression through our body through our experience touches the lives of others evolves in its own way and when it's time to go it leaves until it's ready to come back again mm-hmm. yeah it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, again, and that's sort of reaffirming what a gift it is to be embodied or in body at, at this moment in time, because um, it is a gift, you know, not everybody can experience it. Um, so, you know, when you've got the opportunity, it's certainly worth making the most of it and just sort of really being present with the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I notice as you're speaking, you know, to every gift, there's always, there's usually a shadow. And Mm so um, it's also important to just be mindful of not to indulge in, you know, the energy shifts either, because that would be ego. And Mm -hmm. so, for example, this is a really great conversation around empathy, like empaths. And noticing, I know when I first remembered, because for a long time, I knew I was quote sensitive right like I always heard my mom say you're so sensitive I was sensitive to foods and smells and people and I cry on a commercial and (laughs) until I realized how to transmute that into a a gift and what I've actually learned to do is to transmute it into clairvoyance so that I'm no longer in the experience but I'm witnessing the experience which we can all do Mm -hmm. but what I know and how I got there is I noticed that I was when I opened back up to my empathy, like five years ago from that second health crisis, well, it happened without me consciously choosing it, right? Like I, my dad had a health crisis and then I went to the hospital. I was like, what the heck? 
but then I noticed that I, w- I was taking it on. So I really was like, why is this happening? And I, like, I felt empowered that I knew that I was an energy healer. But two things I noticed about myself. Number one, it was easier to be in somebody else's pain than my own. And number two, what spirit showed me is that what was really happening is I had been this way my whole life. I could see and hear and know things intuitively. And I believe that we, most of us can tap into that. We've just forgotten. And it's one of the things I teach is intuitive development, but that, that I, I was living in that so much that I actually wanted somebody to see me in that. So I, I noticed and, and, that my ego was invested in being seen. So then what spirit showed me is you can transmute this. You can transmute what you're feeling into sight. And it comes with like boundaries. You don't, you don't go into somebody else's energy without their permission. Like I just started to understand, like I needed to learn and understand what I was experiencing and understand the sacredness of it and understand that this is our truth. This is who we are. We all have the ability to see and hear and feel and know intuitively things that are happening because what that really is saying is that we're all connected, Mm -hmm. which we are. It's not like anybody's special because they have it. It's just that they're aware of it Mm -hmm. or they've learned how to, they've learned how to use that tool and so rather than because I was having physical discomfort from my the being empathic and so I no longer do that I I now stand in a place where I witness like I'm in it to feel it I get it but then it shifts to an energy of sight and so it's no longer you know, I guess the words I would use is like, it's no longer having an effect on my physical body, which feels really empowering as well. So it's, it's always an invitation whenever we feel discomfort in the body to lean in and just be like, what is this here to teach me? What am I feeling? What do I need? And when I asked myself what I needed, what I really wanted was somebody to really see me for who I was, because it was also another belief I had as a child is that I, w- I wasn't seen or heard. And remember that people can only see you and hear you from where they are. So releasing the attachment to being validated, the external validation. So there's, there's always, there's always a little teacher, there's always like a little gift, mm-hmm. you know, with all of our experiences, mm-hmm. if we're willing to lean in and listen and and be with and so the important part is the embodiment pieces is being present with it mm-hmm. using the breath work using the somatic process not avoiding it not discounting it and also not indulging in it because the indulging is the ego as well mm. yeah it sounds a beautiful journey i mean you know it's one that i walk regularly myself and you know and i know that you love to see the clients that you work with walk it too. And so thank you so much, Jen. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear about your views and things and, um, you know, just having conversations about, you know, the depths of who we truly are. Well, thank you for the invitation. I love our conversations and I love that you're in the United Kingdom and I'm on the East coast of Florida. And, you know, this is really just shows us how small the world is and how connected 
we really are in our consciousness. And when we get into this space, it becomes even smaller, yet energetically more expansive. And that everybody listening is is part of that shift. And so, you know, just inviting you all to just lean into that and trust and find support, find somebody to find a tribe of people. I think that that's really, I think, I noticed that we're really in a place of, in that trust factor, creating tribe in a different way where I feel like the old tribe used to be like, you're either like us or you're not. And now it's like, no, we're all tribe. We're all community. We're all different. And learning from the differences that we hold with a willingness to do it from a place without judgment or rejection or abandonment, but really leaning into that trust of the greater collective and the, the healing of our planet, because we are really in a place of ascension. And this isn't the first time. And, you know, if you stop and look at the children and what they're saying and what their truth is and what they're experiencing, like, just stop and listen. And, and maybe you're willing to take your part in this. Maybe you're willing to at least just open up and receive that, that this is a reality and the shift in consciousness and, and just be open to receiving it. Maybe that's your step. That's, that's enough. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you have to be a healer or you have to be a coach. And by the way, we're not really healers. We're just holding the space for healing. Mm-hmm. I want to just say that because mm-hmm. um, that's really what we do. We don't, the ego would say I'm the healer, but really we hold the space for healing to happen. That's already going to happen. That's my podcast, the embodied healing self, like tapping into your own wisdom, your own ability to heal and I know that I wouldn't be where I am without the support that I've had and so finding that support you know the the community or or the healers and the coaches to help you along the way because we all need support so I really appreciate that yeah that's great thank you Jen and I'll put your contact details in the notes below so people can reach out to you if they want to take up another conversation with you But um, thank you for joining me. And um, I look forward to maybe having another conversation about some other things in the future. Well, thank you so much for having me. I just want to share that I've got um, Genmon's coaching for, I specifically coach healers, coaches, and conscious feminine leadership. And then I'm also the CEO and founder of the Embodied Soul Institute, the creator of Soul Wisdom Imprinting, which is really just about guiding people to embody their soul wisdom, their truth in this life experience. And it looks like doing the inner work to create the outer results, owning your place in the world as a coach and a healer through energy, through intuition, through body wisdom. And then for those people interested, you know, I think what we're stepping into is the consciousness of prosperity and abundance. And so learning how to create and take up space in the world like in your truth and receive abundance and prosperity through biz alchemy which was created through the chakra so i love what i do i love the community that we've supported and if this resonates with any of you i invite you to just check out embodied soul institute or jen mons jen jen mons.com for jen mons coaching and my podcast the embodied healing self great Thank you so much. That's been great. And I will put the link so people can just click on them so it'd be take you directly awesome. to your pages. Great. Well, thank you, sweet sister, for having me. It was good to see you again. Yeah. And you too, Jen. Take care. Thank you. You too.
Thank you so much for listening to the Transformative Studio Podcast. I'm Raphael Serena Cox. If you like what you heard, or you know someone who will be inspired by the conversation, please share it with them. And don't forget to subscribe. To find out more, please visit thetransformativestudio.com.